Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Messi and Co. I'm Ashley with my awesome co-host, Gian, and we are back to talk about lots of things, lots of things about Inter-Miami, about Messi, a preview for the game against LA Galaxy tomorrow, lots of Messi in the news, just exciting things. You know, we're in it. We're, we're in the MLS season. We're in the Miami season. We're in the Messi season. Lots of exciting stuff happening. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good, especially after last win, uh, last Wednesday's win. So I was definitely feeling good, especially after that preseason. Definitely had a lot of doubts. Uh, had a bit of nervousness there, but that's kind of uh, gone away now. So I'm just excited for the, the continuing of the season. Excited to us as Messi and Co to get back on track. We're getting a lot of episodes out, a lot of content out. So that's just exciting and um, ready to talk about what we got ready for everybody today. Totally. Yeah. That's a great reminder before we even start. If you're not, I know you're obviously watching this on YouTube or listening to this as a podcast. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, Messi and Co. On Instagram and on Messi and Co. Five Reasons Sports Network. We're there. We're posting lots of content. We're posting parts of our episodes, things we want to talk about, ideas, etc. Uh, providing the latest news on Messi, on MLS, on Inter Miami. Uh, our thoughts and just you know you know our our perspective on what's happening with soccer and with the league and so yeah make sure you're following us lots of cool stuff there we'll make sure to link it in the description um but yeah lots of good things to talk about and we'll start with what i think is a really fun topic and kind of part of the impetus of this show which is messi's impact and the question I will pose to you, and I'll ask you it before I give you my answer, is Messi the most popular athlete in America after only being here for five or six months? What do you think? I mean, it certainly seems like it. You know, you go to all – I mean, you see Messi jerseys all over the place. You see Messi jerseys in different cities. You see Messi jerseys at different sporting events that don't even have to do with soccer. You see them – on the streets, I mean, it's just insane, insane that the effect that Messi has had on this country. Um, you know, before Messi arrived here, I mean, when's the last time you saw an Inter Miami jersey outside of uh, Miami? Like, it's just, it's incredible. Um, I mean, I think he's up there with the likes of like some of the most popular athletes here in the U.S. Like, you know, Tom Brady. You talk about like LeBron. You talk about um, 
D Wade, those types of players. Like I almost would say, like you see more Messi jerseys and you see jerseys of those guys, and that's the most probably the most popular sport in uh in the usa other than maybe you know nfl and those sorts of things but it's crazy it is definitely crazy um and not just i mean like messi before america was a more of like an international name like you know i don't know to me it's just just crazy i went to like i went to ecuador recently and man i mean there were more messi jerseys in ecuador than there was uh ecuadorian jerseys which was surprising so he's just made a great impact on us and uh it's just exciting to have him here i totally agree i was at a heat game last month and a miami heat basketball game for those who don't know uh which is i would say over the last i mean probably 20 years if you want to say 10 i mean i think football is still king in in america but the heat was the most popular team in 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 Miami by like a huge stretch because they were always very good and they are very good still. Um, I saw minimum 20 Messi jerseys, either from Inter Miami, Barcelona, PSG, or Argentina, at least 20 just people wearing Messi jerseys. And I was like, yeah, it's crazy. Um, I agree. I think he is too. You know, it's still the hottest ticket in the country right now to come see him play in Miami. at the game on Wednesday. Uh, and it's just awesome. And, you know, specifically the reason I ask uh, is because according to a new poll by SSRS Research, Messi is the most popular athlete in America in Q4 of last year. So from, you know, September to December of last year, he was the most popular athlete uh, in the whole entire country. The one everyone was talking about, the most searches, the most social media posts about the most tickets sold, etc. It was him beating out the likes of, you know, Michael Gordon, Steph Curry, Kobe, LeBron, Tom Brady, just in terms of like the overall excitement and posting about him, which is you, Patrick Holmes, Travis Kelsey, all these people, LeBron, uh, Lionel Messi beat all of them. And so he is the most popular athlete in America. We saw him in a Super Bowl commercial. Like athletes, that's one of the most popular crazy. athletes in the world. Yeah, it's yeah, we saw him in a weekend. Super Bowl commercial. Like, that's insane. I Which was, it was a fun commercial too, by the way. I liked it. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's true. It, it's really awesome to see. And I, I, you know, we're very lucky that we have him in our backyard. And uh, we get to watch him week in and week out. We get to see him in person. It's pretty cool. So, yes, he is the most popular athlete in America. And I think he's probably going to stay the most popular athlete in America for as long as he's playing for Inter-Miami because that is the Messi effect. That is the star power of Messi. Kit, best to ever do it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And uh, especially with how much soccer uh, there will be in the States over the next couple of years, like that is going to further magnify, I think, the presence that that Messi has here and Messi just being an ambassador for MLS and an ambassador for, for soccer in the U S I mean, you've got Copa America uh, coming up. You've got a world cup coming up. You've got, uh, I think, um, uh, Mundial de Clubes, if I'm not mistaken, or there's something at the, yeah. uh, at the club level here in the U S. So it's just, I feel like it's perfect timing for Messi to come to the U S and then it's almost like, it was meant to be like, I, I don't know how else to put it, but just the eyes of the soccer world are on the U.S. over the next few years. And it just so happens to to be that we also have the best player in the world here in the U.S. and in Miami. Um, and that just uh, 
is going to do so well, hopefully for MLS. And it's going to be something that MLS can build upon. And, you know, if Don Garber can do it right and, and the owners of the MLS can do things right, they can capitalize on this uh, big time. And over the next few years, we, we've seen it already start where you have big names coming to MLS, big names possibly taking less money to play somewhere else, to be able to be part of a league that they see that is growing, that is um, making big signings. So I'm just hoping that the league takes advantage of this. The league hopefully makes it easier on um, on these teams to spend money, laxes up on some of those budget rules, and uh, maybe adds more DP spots, maybe, uh, I don't know, just tweaks it so that teams aren't so restricted into who they can bring out, yeah. bring in, but also who they can keep as well. Because unfortunately, we've seen teams have to maneuver around so much where they're letting talent that should be here that does well for the MLS have to leave just so they can bring in others. Whereas in other parts of the world, other leagues that we're trying to mimic um, and try to be like don't necessarily have such stringent uh, rules around salary. Uh, So hopefully, again, just capitalizing on Messi being the most popular athlete in America, all the eyes on MLS in the U.S. over the next few years. I'm hoping big things come out of this and and hopefully three years from now, four years from now, we can look back at this moment and say, wow, this was like a pivotal moment for MLS and the growth that we've been able to achieve. Yeah. 100% agree. I mean, I think that's, you know, maybe part of kind of like the force that Messi had when choosing Miami over Saudi Arabia, you know, obviously immediately a lot more money in Saudi Arabia, but maybe the opportunities and the future and just the brand recognition and like the ability to build in America is like slightly more appetizing and interesting. And, you know, maybe a quote unquote bigger market. We have big stadiums here. Like we've talked about previously, a lot of Messi's games that he's going to be playing again, away games for inter Miami are being played in NFL stadiums because they need to be able to fit everyone in it. And so I think the spectacle is here and it's going to continue to be really big and really exciting and just keep growing. And it's really exciting that we get to be a part of it and we get to have this community that we're growing of all people watching from all over the world and, you know, who love Messi, who love soccer, who get to kind of grow with us here. Yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent. And with that, I think that um, our correspondent of gossip sometimes <laughs> has some interesting stuff about the little mm-hmm. feud, a little feud mm-hmm. you might or might not know about. So uh, tell us more about that, Ash. Yeah, well, so I, like you said, I, I do love drama um, and I love <laughs> gossip. I do. You know, I know I'm a sports person, but I love gossip. I love drama. I think it's really fun. And, you know, there haven't been more dramatic teams than Barcelona in the last ever many years. It's a drama. It's drama. That club is drama. It is. And so, uh, you know, there was obviously a lot surrounding a few years ago when Messi had to leave Barcelona for financial reasons and move to PSG. Um, And a feud, quote unquote, rumor that was flying around a lot was that Part of what happened was that Gerard Piquet, been a longtime teammate of Lionel Messi, one of the best, obviously, defenders who played for Spain and who played for Barcelona for a very long time, uh, 
had gone to the president of Barcelona, which is Joan Laporte, and basically said that you do need to move on from Messi because of the financial constraints and putting on the club and that you won't be able, you know, we're in a lot of issues, etc. Um, it's a rumor. I don't know if it's 100% true, but there was talks that that was part of the reason that in the end Messi had to leave Barcelona. Um, and there was a feud between Messi obviously never forgave PK for going kind of, you know, behind his back and saying those things. And so what was a very good relationship teammates, brothers who won so much together uh, have been on bad terms. And the reason it's come up is because yesterday uh, PK, who's been, you know, does a lot of press and stuff about his his Kings League and you know the stuff he's doing post his professional football career. Uh, had said that, and this is a direct quote, Messi took Barcelona to another level. I see Messi happy and in good condition and contributing to the increasing popularity of football in America, which, by the way, is a statement that I think all of us, you know, uh, anyone with a pulse would probably agree with. Yes, best, yeah. Messi was the best player to play for Barcelona, and he's adding popularity to soccer in America, like, for sure. The, there's yeah. nothing wrong you can say with those statements. But people obviously are saying, you know, like, why did he say it? Da 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 da. Hope him Messi's feud has ended. Da, da, da. Who knows? I just I saw it and I was like, hmm, it's interesting because you know if you need a way to like have popularity and to have your moment and to get clicks and things, and I mean, look, we're we're no strangers to it. As you talk about Lionel Messi, because yeah, he is the star, the most popular athlete in America. In America, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean. <sighs> I, I I think that if and you're a Barcelona the, fan, so you need to give the you need to give like the real professional kind of feel. Yeah, so I will say I do agree with you as far as like Barcelona over the last few years, things have been a little wonky over there, um, definitely. And if the rumors are true about what Piqué did, then. Um, I can obviously understand the rift between that relationship between Messi and and Piqué because, man, like I think that there was a lot of trust between Piqué and Messi. There was a lot of trust between like the core guys, especially the ones that came out of La Masia, like grew up in the club. Um, these are guys yeah. that became family. That uh, you know, some of them took a more direct route from La Masia directly to Barça. Some guys like Piqué ended up playing in the Premier League and then ended up in in Barça. But I feel like that was kind of like a family the entire way, and especially towards the end. And uh, towards the end, a lot of things started to happen as far as like who should leave, who shouldn't. You know, you had Xavi, you had Iniesta. They were growing older. Some of them took a step aside um, kind of to there's, – there's such a love for that club, for Barcelona, for the players that play in there. There's especially like a pride because they're also like Blaugranas. They're, 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 they have a lot of pride where they sometimes would put the, the team before themselves. And I think that that's why guys like Iniesta, guys like Xavi decided to leave the club before they were actually asked to because they thought that maybe what they were – what they had to give wasn't up to par anymore and they rather they put the success of the club before them and they took a step aside whereas guys like Piqué there was already like tension there people were thinking that you know Piqué just isn't at the level anymore of yeah. of playing as a starter 
and they wanted him to move aside. And they were saying, you know, there were players that maybe weren't being signed or players that there wasn't enough money to spend on them or some of the financial issues were because yeah. of Piqué. And they were saying that Piqué should have stepped aside all like years ago, but Piqué stayed there and stayed there and stayed there. So then for Piqué to not move off to the side, stay there another season and then like ask for Messi to leave, if that's if that rumor is true, I feel like it's very damaging because Messi was still a top of his game. Messi was still a difference maker. He still is now, but I'm saying like at that yeah, moment. Yeah, I was about to say, like, if Barcelona like, would sign us tomorrow and he'd be starting every yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. So it was almost seen like if this is true at Piquet's in Laporta's ear telling him, you know, there there's financial issues and there, you know, Messi should, should we need to not sign Messi. Like maybe he should have been the one over the last few years, yeah. people have been asking that from him, and he didn't do it. But then he goes in La Porta's ears, get rid of the the historical player, the best player in Barcelona history, who is still, quote unquote, in his prime or towards the end of his prime. Like that makes no sense. And then that was definitely like being stabbed in the back by your own, your one of your your very good friends. So you know it's very understandable. Yeah. For, so. Sir, so for Piquet to comment on this, it's almost like damage control. It's almost like, let me just yeah. you know, try to, maybe it's the first step in repairing or trying to repair some part of that friendship, if any. Because I don't know. Messi is a guy that's kind of quiet. Messi isn't one to be like on the field okay. He's but very into field, loyalty, right? Yeah, he's very into loyalty. He's very reserved. He's very, so, you know, I mean, look at the yeah. guys that he asked to come here. Jordi Alba and Busquets and Suarez. Those are guys who are on record have been some of his closest friends. And I feel like Piqué, if not for this issue, could have been on that list of people that he might have asked to like to come because they were very close. I These are people the that thing. would go to family barbecues together, that would spend a lot of time outside of soccer in the city of Barcelona. Um, so yeah, and, no, and it's true. Yeah, so and we haven't seen a lot of I think of we haven't seen really really anything at least on the news or anything where Piqué and Messi have been in the same room and amicable towards each other. So when you kind of you know put the puzzle pieces together, you can kind of think like yeah, something must have happened. But um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm somebody that likes to see risks and 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 things like this. So hopefully, if this maybe this is a step for uh, you know in the right direction for maybe that relationship to to mend itself. Maybe not a hundred percent, but um, it's definitely got, those guys have a lot of history between each other, and it'd be nice at some point that uh, they do hash things out between each other if there is some sort of a rift. But uh, yeah, I I agree, and and look, you know what I would say, I and and leave a comment below if you're interested in this. I think what we could also do is we could do an episode that's just like a total deep dive on sort of like that end of the Barcelona sort of regime and era yeah. messy and just like the last couple of those years and you know all the sort of steps and like the things that led to such a like collapse of one of you know the greatest clubs in the history of Europe you know I went to I went to the Camp Nou a couple of years or last year and uh you know seeing the like mesque un globe like it's so impactful and like there's so much history and stuff and you can just tell the product and like everything is not what it was 
and it's just you know there's there's probably a lot to go with it you know Messi had a lot of people who stabbed him in the back when he had to be the one out of everyone to have to leave Barcelona when it really should have been he was the last person to ever have to leave Barcelona because of all the contributions he made and etc and so I think it'd be an interesting deep dive for us to go into we don't know 100% you know truth between all of these things it could be there could be some you know elements of truth to it where it could have been just kind of like the riffs in the dressing room and the riffs and everyone you know at some point was probably like towards the end you know I have to make sure that I'm still here or that I'm still getting you know the money in my contract like so there's probably lots of different pieces and sides of the story and this that and the other um that I think would be interesting for us to look into so let us know in the comments if you like an episode on sort of like the end of Barcelona and Messi and all of those players and you know how it led to four Barcelona legends now playing for Inter Miami um who for the most part I mean like Luis Suarez left when you know he was probably the right time for him to leave when he went to Atletico Madrid and you know he ended up bringing them a La Liga title so it's like he had stuff left in the tank and he left and, you know, took his moment and went somewhere else. Busquets, I think, probably very naturally sort of ended. Same with Alba, it kind of naturally came to its close. And then, you know, Messi obviously was probably very premature in how it had to end. So I just thought it was an interesting topic, something for us to talk about. We always just talk about the here and now with Inter Miami and with Messi. We're, but we are a messy podcast, and we want to, we want to talk about all things about him, his career, his life, what he brings on and off the pitch. So uh, it's fun to talk about those kind of things, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And there's definitely a lot more. Like if you actually get into, so much, it, there's um, a lot especially more. Especially as you, with the bar, a real Barca fan, like I'm yeah, really only like, like, like the whole Suarez leaving right? thing was. Yeah, the whole Suarez leaving um, to Atletico was also like not a good thing. Like it didn't happen in a good way. Um, Right, but it, and it ends up, you know, he he brought yeah. a good amount to that Atletico Madrid team because they ended up winning. So it, it's yeah, exactly. interesting kind of looking at it post, you know, like a few years removed. Yeah. Just what it, what it ended up being. So, so yeah, that that I thought was interesting. And, and like I said, you know, let us know because there's lots to talk about there and there's so much that people have to say and think and, you know, have questions about. Um, but... We can kind of turn it now back to the present time, which is about our starting lineup and about the man we have just been speaking about and how he, you know, left Barcelona to go bring a title to uh, another La Liga team. But what about Luis Suarez for our team? You know, I gave my thoughts on Wednesday to some people's chagrin. I said (laughs) that I thought Suarez played really well and I think that maybe the Apple TV coverage didn't capture all of what I was seeing. And maybe some of what I was seeing was a little hyperbolic where I was just maybe really excited to see him play in person myself and see, you know, a legend, et cetera. Um, you know, is he still bringing the value as that number nine for a team that has a lot of ambitions this year, you know, Obviously, Messi and them have said, you know, we we want to continue to win, we love win, et cetera, but they have nothing left to prove, any of them, in terms of who they are as soccer players and going down as the best of all time in their positions, some of the best of all time in their positions, no doubt about that. But we have four competitions that Inter-Miami is in this year that, for all intents and purposes, we could win all four. 
and we have really high expectations for ourselves in this team. And so the question is, should our number nine be Suarez or should it be, you know, Leo, Leo Campana or should it be both of them or should it be going back and forth? You know, there's a lot of questions. So we'll go in there with you, Gian. What do you think? Um, and I'm sure you'll have no bias at all of being Ecuadorian. I'm sure there'll be no <laughs> bias from <laughs> no, I mean, there's always a little bias. I will say I I, I do uh, really like Campana for sure. But all right. So you and me had a little bit of a conversation about this before we started the episode. But, you know, there's there's only one reason why we brought in Suarez, especially at his age. Score right. Goal. And it's the score goals. Yeah, 100 percent. And I think that especially at his age, um. You see it with players that are strikers in his position that are at an older age, for example, like, uh, and again, just going back to Barca, like Lewandowski right now uh, in Barca. When you bring in players like that, that are really good offensive players that are towards the end of their, their prime or, or right outside of their prime, um, I think you're you're bringing them in knowing that they're not going to be as athletic. They're not going to be making maybe the runs that they were making earlier on in their career. You're really banking on them being finishers and finishing those goal-scoring opportunities, right? And that, again, that's what Suarez was doing in Brazil. He had uh, 26 goals in 2023 for Brazil. We saw some of those goals, majestic goals. It looked like he was in practice like it was just insane and it wasn't a lot like a lot of them were just him getting the ball and just placing it perfectly like in perfect angles really good shots so i think that that's what you're going to be expecting as an inter miami fan as a club when you bring in suarez is you're going to expect that from him you know you're giving up a little bit of the defense like you would you know from campana because if Campana was there, he runs a bit more. He gets more into the midfield. He he becomes a bit more active, helping and pressing and that sort of thing. Whereas Suarez will do that at times, um, but not as much as he used to. He needs to score goals. So what we saw in the first game, obviously, he had some opportunities. He he didn't score. He had an assist. So that's good. He had an assist, right? That's really good, especially in a goal in a game that only had two goals. He assisted on half of the goals. He assisted on. And it was uh, a great assist. Too. Yeah, it and it was great. a great assist. It was a really good assist. So I think that that was good. What I would be interested to see is him moving forward. Let's give a 5-10 game sample. If he's not scoring, then that's where he is not a starter in my eyes because that's what you brought him in for. If he's not scoring in 5-10 to 10 games, maybe – and I'm not talking about him scoring once. I'm talking about maybe scoring two to three goals in the next 10 games. If he's not doing that – then to me, in my eyes, that's where you look to bring in, bring in a younger guy like Campana, have him put in all that energy at, at the beginning of the game where he's going to be making he's going to be making the runs. Campana's really good at passing as well. Um, he's really good on, on uh, helping on the buildup of the game, putting him in. And then you have Suarez as like a super sub coming in maybe the 70, 75th minute, also just depending on how the game is, where you've got a guy that's a really good striker, but you're also putting Suarez in there with a lot more energy, right? He's he's coming in and playing 25, 30 minutes as opposed to what we saw last game, playing 89 minutes. I know that you are adamant that you actually saw things that maybe we didn't see on television, but I think that at least... 
in the second half, we saw him pretty gassed. Like, I don't know if you noticed it, but he looked he looked gassed early on. Um, and yeah. I don't know if he's I don't know if he's an 89 minute type of guy. Um, but that's I get ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code program for a four week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program. At, at least at that, that's where I'm at. I'm, I think it's too early to say definitively. So after one game, I'm not going to, you know, the guy had an assist. He played an overall good game, but I. I will say what I noticed was, again, he wasn't running as much, at least on television from us watching. He didn't run as much as a, a Campana would have. Um, but I think it was a solid game. I just, I'm not ready to say he's our starter like I was before we brought him in. When he brought, when we were bringing him in, I was like, man, what I just saw in Brazil, if he replicates that, he's going to, you know, he is our guy. But let's give him a, 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 let's give him time. Let's give him five to 10 games, see what he does. Again, if he's not scoring goals, he becomes a super sub in my eyes. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I think there are a couple good points there. Number one is that, again, it was, it's was it been one game of the season. Yeah. <laughs> so I <laughs> yeah. think we need to give him, like you said, at least, at least five to ten where he is the comfortable starter. And, look, we know with strikers, a huge part of the game is mental. You know, knowing that you are – going to be starting week in week out not necessarily playing the whole 90 minutes like you know maybe a compromise is me saying that uh i think that really in the 60th minute to 65th minute we should probably be starting to see campana especially when they're really close games but maybe it's not necessarily a medium replace of suarez maybe it's you're seeing both of them up front and you see suarez come off in like the 75th minute or something like i think that waiting until the 89th minute is not realistic for Suarez for the whole season like he yeah. he can't play that much and and Campana deserves to play more so there's definitely like a middle grounds there um but I think that you know I, I I expect Suarez to be scoring and I and tomorrow will be a really good litmus test for us because um and we'll get into it in a little bit you know LA Galaxy doesn't have the greatest defense or they didn't last year we'll see what happens this year they haven't played their first game yet so we have to still see but for all intents and purposes, I feel like I've said that phrase a lot this this <laughs> this episode. But you know, uh, we should have some offensive firepower in this game, and so um, we'll see how it, how it continues to build. But I think it's way too early to say that Suarez should not be starting because, like you said, he just played in Brazil and scored amazing goals. He is one of I don't know, like uh, this is top ten. I don't know. I I have to really think about it. Like. But he's at least at least top twenty strikers of all time, right? Would you say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. you know, to start getting 15, 10, I don't know. Like, I have to start like really thinking and like laying them out. Yeah. But he's a top twenty striker of all time, probably top fifteen striker of all time, which means he knows how to score the ball. Like Zlatan toward the end, where his knees were giving out on any given day for Inter or for AC Milan, I'd still like okay. Bet ten dollars for his time to score. Probably, yeah, probably. Even yeah, when yeah. he had no knees, like <laughs> probably. So I think the same could probably could be said for Suarez, and we'll have to be. Like I said, I saw a lot of sort of the intangibles and like the parts of his game that I see why he's so valuable to be playing, even if it doesn't directly translate into oh, you know, he's not the fastest you know player. You know, he the he can't every single time there's a ball over the top, he can't 
get every single one and, and score a perfect goal. Like, agreed. But I saw a lot of value there. We'll have to see. I think there is a player where Kana needs to have more minutes um, because he does add a lot of value as well. And and so we're going to just have to see. And I think Tata's going to have to see how that plays out. And remember, it was only 1-0 going into the 80th minute and, and against a team that we didn't know what was going to happen. It was the first game of the season, so I thought there was probably a little bit more stiffness from Tata Martino in saying who's going to go in. And, you know, Suarez had been making good choices, been putting good energy in that final third, didn't want to let him leave yet. But, again, that could change from game to game. So uh, I think the jury's still out. We'll have to wait and see. I expect to see we, – we already got one goal contribution in one game, so we're batting 1,000 right now to give a real yeah. American analogy in terms of, like, how every game is Suarez providing either a goal or an assist. So far, he has. So we have to see yeah. game and game how that looks. And, it's I mean, it's also – we've talked about this before with the amount of games that there are this season between all the tournaments – there are there yeah. there yeah there are definitely going to be opportunities where Campana is going to start regardless like totally. even if or play even more if minutes. Like tomorrow yeah. I expect him to play more minutes no, because it's only a three day yeah. turnaround going yeah. to the other side of the country. Yeah, I mean even if Suarez is the guy that Tata has said this is my guy like in my moments he's my starter. There are going to be yeah. times where Campana starts again just simply because of the amount of, of games, especially with the guy that. You want to take care of more, and Suarez is definitely a guy you need to take care of more because of not only his age, but obviously the injury history that he has. So um, I think, and I think that goes across the board really for everybody. Everybody on this team is going to get their opportunities. You know, we've talked also about a stacked midfield. Everybody in the midfield will get their opportunities as well. Um, and same thing with the defense. I, I think everybody across the board is going to get that. And then um, I know this isn't Suarez specific but i just wanted to touch on on this because it was something that was mentioned uh by tata and when he answered a question where um i thought it was interesting he mentioned that he sees noah allen as a cb so yeah that i thought that that was really interesting because we've had these conversations before um you know I, i've mentioned to me noah allen isn't a cb he's played the cb and he's done a good job when he can he was more of a, a, you know the replacement for jordi alba but Apparently, Tata sees that differently, and he sees Noah Allen as a as a center back, uh, despite him not being as tall. So, I just wanted to to mention that and say that that was kind of surprising. So, it looks like he's probably going to be one of our CBs, uh, especially when Negri gets back. Negri will probably be the guy behind Jordi Alba, and then uh, and our backup will be Noah Allen at the CB position. So, but yeah, just to kind of sum up, everybody will have their opportunities this season to play to start great yeah i mean like you know we've talked about noah allen a lot and i think the consensus is that he's a he's a very good soccer player like he has a yeah. he's young and he's just really he has great energy he's you know he plays hard and he listens and he does what is asked of him so i think that maybe is what tata meant was saying that like where i need allen to play he plays and he plays hard and he does what i ask him if it's like he's not six foot so it's not always going to be yeah you know a perfect but he's job that he's asked to do and i think that's really important and valuable i mean it makes me think of like gary neville you know at manchester united yeah. where it was someone who he wasn't the tallest and most athletic but he always did what was asked of him yeah and that's really valuable and so um 
Yeah. And and I think it's a good transition where you kind of said like, oh, where are where are is everyone gonna get their chance or who's gonna be getting their chance? Let's talk about tomorrow's game against LA Galaxy and let's give kind of our preview and thoughts on it because immediately, second game of the season, three days after our first win, we're going to the West Coast play one of the most popular franchises in um MLS and in American soccer, and you know who obviously our owner David Beckham famously came and played for uh, LA Galaxy, and what they're going to look like after what was obviously a very disappointing season for them last year. Uh, this year they have no Chicharito, as we know. Um, he went to Chivas, and uh, they have a team that, for all intents and purposes, again I gotta get a new saying. I don't know why I've said that so many times today, but. <laughs> We, uh, I think we should win and we should, we should, or at least put a really good showing on. And so, um, what do you think that's going to look like? Like, you know, you've been able to sort of, (laughs) 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 exactly, exactly, intents and purposes. Um, (laughs) what do you think that LA Galaxy is going to bring that's different from last year? Or what do you think we can expect from this game? All right. So, LA Galaxy, Intense as far as <laughs> as far as standings are concerned, um, wasn't really the best team. Uh, they were actually they actually struggled a lot. They were, uh, let's see here, they were thirteenth place in the West. And out of fifteen they, or fourteen, right? Yeah, out of fourteen, yeah, out of fourteen. So we're thirteenth out of fourteen. So they didn't do very well. They struggled a lot last season. They're a team that conceded a lot of goals. They conceded sixty-seven goals. Uh, that's the most in the Western Conference. And just to give add a little perspective to that, the next worst team in regards to uh, goals allowed is uh, was Portland at fifty-eight. So they've got nine more than the next worst team at allowing goals. So their defense struggled very much. Um, so, and apparently it seems as though their defense didn't really get a lot better. So that's something to keep in mind as we watch the next game, their defense got older, their CBs got older. They didn't make a lot of uh, big changes, which seems eerily similar to what happened at, uh, here for us for a second where, where we got rid of Kamal Miller um, and then Kristoff ended up starting. But the good thing is we've got Freire that's coming in. So that should, should help there. And then we've got Toto Aviles. So we, we're not necessarily going to be very old at the CB position, uh, but LA seems to be that way. Um, one thing I will say about LA is LA got a lot better offensively. So that's something mm-hmm. maybe we need to watch out for. You know, they've got Ricky Pooch. And it seems like we've been talking a lot about Barca today on today's episode. But Ricky Pooch is a guy that came from Barca that started. Yeah, he is a baller, baller, baller. For some reason, he just didn't get the confidence that I think he deserved over there at Barca. And he was moved over to L.A. But that kid is a baller. He's he's fast. He has really good vision, puts really good passes. He's he's small, and those small guys sometimes are really tough because of the leverage that they can put on you as a bigger guy. Like they're tough to get the ball away from. Ricky Pooch, man, that guy is a star. So gotta watch out for Ricky Pooch. And then they went ahead and made two signings, two new DPs that they got. Um, one is a real. They're actually two wingers. One guy is a really good winger from Vasco de Gama, uh, the Brazilian league. 
Um, and his name is, let's see, what was his name? Um, uh, okay, so that was Gabriel Peck. He's a Brazilian right. international. He is re a really good winger, really good offensively, scored goals, a lot of goals for a really good team in Vasco da Gama. That was one of the top teams in Brazil. And then you've got uh, Joseph Pintzel that came from the Belgian Pro League. Uh, so he's also the other DP. So they got really good offensively. So what I will say is Miami has to watch out. Those mistakes that Inter-Miami made in the second half against Salt Lake where – you had Busquets giving up the ball. You had Diego Gomez giving up the ball and giving really bad counters that Salt Lake wasn't able to finish. Yeah, that's not going to happen with LA. LA is going to finish those, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so that's something that we need to be very careful with is making sure that defensively we play very well. We're succinct. We close the, that, the spaces in between the midfield and the defense, but also that the midfield needs to be very careful with the ball. No more mistakes because this LA team will capitalize and it could turn bad really it could turn bad really fast for us. It can get really ugly. So I would say as far as that's concerned, we gotta be careful there. But uh as we move into there, I would just say I would say that it's good that we got this win off off of our like to start off the the season. It helps us and it helps boost our confidence against a match that even though they didn't do good last season, I think it will be a very competitive match. Agreed. Yeah. I, you know, it's interesting you said about Pooch and how he's like a small guy to make a big impact. Someone yeah. who didn't not make a big impact that I thought would was Diego Luna on Real yeah. Salt Lake. Yeah. Yeah. He was definitely. really good and young and, and I was expecting to see a little bit more out of him. But uh, I think you could expect probably like similar game plan in that sense where it was, uh, you know, someone trying to really make the magic happen in those small tight spaces and exploiting what, you know, the defense gives you for those spaces between the midfield and the defense. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I mean, you, we don't know for sure, but like similarly to LAFC last year, I expect there will be some stars at this game at the LA galaxy oh, yeah. game who want to see Messi. And, you know, it's Sunday night, prime time, eight 30 Eastern time for us. Uh, but it and you know we will be doing a post match live stream, so make sure you're going to be tuning in uh, wherever you are. But it'll it, it should be a good atmosphere, a fun game, a great way to end the first week of MLS uh, games being under the belt. I agree with most of what you said. I think that uh, it it's a game where their defense is still probably not as strong as it had been in the past and our offensive firepower should be able to exploit that. Yeah. But at mm -hmm. the same time, they are going to have a much stronger offense than they've had in the last few years as well. And so we have to make sure we don't let them exploit it. Uh, and it's only going to be the first match of seven together. So, you know, hopefully they'll still have that rust and not kind of be able to finish off chances or kind of get the flow. Like we were saying in the match Wednesday, I couldn't believe, I mean, I could, but like, seeing the one-touch passes from Alba to Busquets, Busquets yeah. to Messi, Messi to Suarez, like, with their eyes closed. And, you know, it's still, it's still amazing to see. And they clearly have not missed the beat in terms of, like, having that just cohesiveness that we're going to hopefully keep seeing. Um, but, you know, in terms of the starting lineup, I think – kind of touching on what we talked earlier, do we expect to see any changes or do we expect to see exactly what we had on Wednesday? You know, we now have Rondo fully signed, Federico Rondo from Argentina. 
playing in the midfield and you know Busquets came off filling his ankle a bit so are we gonna see a change there are we gonna see a change with like Ruiz or or uh Gressel are we gonna see Frere come back and play or are we gonna keep seeing Kristoff you know there's a lot of questions and so uh I'll start with this one saying that I think we are probably gonna have the the same starting 11 maybe like I said if Frere is healthy I think he would get the nod over Kristoff but I don't know 100% I'm not 100% sure if he travel with the team but if he's there and he feels better I think he probably the nod over Kristoff again we don't know for sure um, and then in the midfield, the only question would be, um, if Busquets is not hundred percent, then maybe you would see either Ruiz or Redondo play for him. But besides that, I think you'll see the same front three. I think you'll say same right and left wing. I think you'll see, you know, Gressel will be playing. I think, you know, a couple things like that, I believe are going to, I think, uh, Diego Goma continue to play and start. So that's kind of where I'm at. What about you? So I think also, yeah, Freire, if he can start, I mean, if he's there health-wise, yeah, I definitely think that he'll start over Kristoff. So it all just depends on, on, health, on right? how, how health, on health and how he feels. Um, as far as the midfield is concerned, I think it really, well, first of all, I don't think Redondo is going to play. Um, I would hope that he, at some point he, he, he starts. I think that's what they brought him in for is to start, but I think that they're probably still waiting on his visa. Um, last I heard and some other documents so I don't know if he'll be ready and I don't yeah, I don't even know if he's practiced yet um, mm. so th definitely it wouldn't be prudent to put him on the field without practicing and especially after probably not playing soccer in a bit um, so I don't think we'll see him but as far as the midfield is concerned yeah that's what I'm unaware of too I don't know if they yeah. I, I'm not sure if he traveled and I don't I don't even know yeah, I don't. He might still. Well, because be he was at the facility, so he should have his visa yeah. because he was at the facility for the media yesterday or the day before. So he's in America. Because I know there was those. Uh, I forgot. It's a see something visa, and then there was some other paperwork that he needed to be able to actually to be able play. To play. Yeah, so right, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure where that part is. Um, was, and so yeah. if it's not Busquets, then I, maybe it would be Ruiz. But hopefully, it is yeah. Busquets. And that yeah. would be the so, only thing I would say. So I feel like the 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 difference or like the the questions for me would be, how concerned is Tata Martino about LA's offense? Because depending on how concerned he is. He might do something where he takes out Robert Taylor and puts um, and puts. Uh, shoot, I just had a like a mental lapse here. Um, oh, Diego Gomez. There you go. He he'll move up Diego Gomez to the left wing like he did in the second half, and then and he might put in David. Yeah, yeah, and put in maybe David Ruiz, maybe like. Right. So I think that maybe that could be something that he would do to kind of, even though I will Robert say Taylor Diego scored. Gomez. Yeah, yeah, Robert Taylor. Scored, but I'm saying like. But so did, so like Diego Gomez did, did a really good job with Busquets um, as far as like that in that midfield they did great. So I don't I don't know if Tata's concern would be that it would just be going a step more, def adding a little bit more defense, right. and that's the only reason I could see maybe again Robert Taylor coming out, Diego Gomez going in. Yeah, you lose that versatility that Robert Taylor brings again, where he creates his own chances. Um, but at the same time, Diego Gomez on that left wing still produced the goal. Like that lineup produced the goal in the second half and they produced 
like in the last 15 minutes, it was like three, four chances or something like that. Great so chances, yeah. you don't lose so much, but you're still able to, you lose a little bit offensively, but you're still able to keep an offensive presence while adding defense to your midfield. So that would be kind of like the only tweak maybe I could see. Um, and then really Gressel. Like I I know that people and fans are iffy, are iffy on Gressel. There's some fans and people that saw that game and said Gressel did good. I saw comments all, all through uh, social media about Gressel maybe not doing as good as people had hoped. So, I don't know. Depends also with that. That's all there. Gressel could be someone um, he switches up. But, again, I don't think he wants somebody. I think Gressel's good as far as, especially for this game, having somebody that's going to stay in the midfield as opposed to losing someone to the offense because of how you want to make sure that that midfield presence is strong against this LA team yeah. and help your defense out. So those would be the only, like, I think um, switches for me, but uh, other than that, it'll, it'll be a very similar team. Definitely. I, I agree with you as far as what we saw on Wednesday. Yeah. Cause I mean, the tactics worked and it looked like yeah. the team, they played well cohesively. I'm imagining that's probably what is the main starting unit for practices and for, preparation and so yeah. you know minus one or two tweaks based on health i think that it'll it'll stay the same i thought Chris russell he you know the offensive it wasn't perfect but i thought he did a really good job like i think he's improved vastly in the beginning of preseason to now like i was i was happy with his performance and like you said the first half the midfield balling yeah and so hopefully hopefully we'll keep it but it's it's an exciting game it's a really great start to the season um, it should be a you know a marquee matchup. Yeah, we're really excited for it. Do you want to give you a know, score prediction? Yeah, I'll give a score prediction. Just one thing I thought of too is with um, mm -hmm. one more thing, and this time I don't think it will happen, but it could would be just Campana starting over Suarez simply because of because it was a mid a, a, a mid yeah it was a midweek game versus Sunday. So maybe maybe I don't think it'll happen, but. I wouldn't be surprised if, if that did happen. Maybe. I mean, I, I doubt it. But, or if anything, yeah. maybe he would come in much earlier than he did, yeah. which is like the 60th minute. You would yeah. see Campana instead of 90. But maybe. It'll it'll be interesting to see. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. I'm excited for it. I hope Inter-Miami continues and shows a really early sort of like show of dominance where it's like, whatever trash you were talking about us in the preseason or yeah, the yeah. hype or this that, or the other like we're winning we're we're we are a winning team we're gonna have a great season we're yeah. strong we have a lot of great core players um come at us so that's what i'm hoping for yeah yeah no i'm excited man uh sunday night prime time miami la, LA. Yeah, yep. that is cool. Like, I'm really excited for this one um, and agreed with you. There's agreed. definitely going to be stars in the building. It is going to be a fun, fun match. Good atmosphere. Um, and, Early uh, in the season, too, where hopefully there's not too many knocks and you get to yeah. see Pete Lane who's really yeah. going for it. Yeah, I mean, it's an early it's an early uh, test for us in the season. So that's good, yeah. too, um, to see what we're made of. So I'm excited for that. I, I, I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll be a really close game. Um, two really good offensive teams that both are iffy at the defensive end. So um, I think it'll be close, definitely. I, I think uh, I would give – I like our midfield more than theirs. Um, yeah. But I would say probably like a – I'm obviously going to go with Inter-Miami winning. I really do think they'll win, but I think it'll be – 
I think it'll be shoot. I'm between two one or or, or three two. Um, I know. I'm, I'm go, thinking two one. I'm going two one two. Yeah, I'm going two yeah. one. That's. I think it'll be. A, I think it'll be a close game. Um, but with the way well, my predictions last went season, last season, when we made our when we made our LAFC predictions, I didn't expect us to dominate as much as we did. So hopefully, yeah. you know, we'll be pleasantly surprised again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It'll. But I do think there'll be definitely moments where we'll as fans will be sweating like they are going yeah. to they're, they're going to get a well, lot that's, of opportunities that's being a fan of inter miami yeah 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 <laughs> there's, there's so, a lot of yeah. sweating involved <laughs> yeah definitely 2-1 uh 2-1 is what i'm going with i think you agree and it'll be a really close game it'll be fun and it'll be like one of those games i feel like they're gonna have you on the edge of your seat it won't be edge boring at all seat. definitely yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, so, I mean, by the way, I was freezing on Wednesday at the game, and remember <laughs> when I say this when I had a game in July and it's ninety-five degrees and raining, and I want to like yeah. literally, like I'll be dripping sweat. I was freezing on Wednesday. What would freezing. you? What would you rather though? What would you rather between those two? Honestly, freezing because I could have just brought a damn jacket and I didn't because I'm like, <laughs> oh, wear me, like I'll wear my like. Yeah, no, my, like, I, I, I went to one of those. Jacket. My mom was wearing a puffer jacket and she's like, yeah. this was great. And I'm like, well, maybe I should have that. I would rather that. Yeah, I agree. You can cover yourself up because I've been in those uh, like monsoon games like, where it's just too humidity and, and I've like been suffocating. Like, my hair I, is like I've, out here. Yeah, oh. I've had to buy a $25 beer just to not die in that heat. And it's just like. <laughs> I wanted to <laughs> buy a jacket. Terrible. I was there. I was like, all right, get yourself like a hoodie or something, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. I'll get merch. $125 for a zip up jacket. I'm like, nope, I'll freeze. I don't care. <laughs> so, um, yeah. but anyways, all right, great. Well, this was, I think, a really great episode for us where we talked about a lot of fun, interesting topics, um, some pre messy in America, some post messy in America, some during messy and yeah. present messy in America. And so, um, look, it's the beginning of the season. We're already having a lot of fun, so much to talk about. So many exciting things happening. Lots of great games ahead. Um, like we said, we will be doing a post-game live stream tomorrow, hopefully after a win and a great performance from the boys. Um, but we're excited, and we hope you are too. Any final thoughts, Gian, before we wrap it up? Um, well, just for all intents and purposes, all right. I'd like all to right. – uh... right. <laughs> I'd like to uh, say, yeah, uh, catch us uh, on YouTube and on uh, all the podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google, uh, everything that uh, Android, all of that. Um, and we're just excited. Hopefully you can follow us on our social media accounts at Messi and Co. We'll be bringing you guys yep. a lot of content, a lot of uh, interesting tweets, uh, videos. We'll, we're going to actually start doing a lot more of those as well. So we're just excited um, and make sure you guys hit the like button on the video. That's going to help us get it out to more people. Um, yeah. and make sure to subscribe as well. We're just excited uh, to keep uh, interacting with you guys and bring you guys more into Miami and messy news. Totally, totally. I couldn't say it by myself. So for this week's edition or for this preview edition of Messi & Co., I'm Ashley, that is Gian, and we will see you tomorrow.